Welcome to Wolf's Watch. I'm Wolf. Thanks for joining us today for part two of the dark side of AI. Now, this isn't doom and gloom. Personally, I'm excited about the AI tools that are coming online that are becoming available. If you just watched our show open, thank you to, you know, I'm going to play this again because I just love it. Welcome to the dark side of AI. Yeah, you know, in that open, the the video montage there was by uh, Kabi, and thank you so much for the video. We're just starting to use that tool, just joining up as a member. The um, voiceover was done with the help of, let me make sure I get their name right, because it's another organization that we just started using their tools for uh, voiceover, voice mod. Yes, by voice mod. Yeah. It, Awesome tools. We're just beginning to use that. You know, still have the watermark because that was uh, on the video because that was a sample that we downloaded as we're beginning to uh, to sign up. I didn't have time to recut it. And besides, wanted to promote them. There's a ton of tools. How do you know which ones to pick? On Tuesday, that'll be March 21st. Live, we'll be talking with another thought leader in marketing about how AI is helping businesses on the front end. That'll be Ken Walls. So that's part two in our live interview series. There's several more lined up after that. This is about what do we need to watch out for? As a business owner, what do you need to watch out for? What are concerns that you need to be aware of so that you can properly lead your management team, your leadership team that's running your business and getting day-to-day -day operations done? So I've got some stories here. I'm going to be looking down for notes to make sure that I cover everything and keep it tight and succinct. We'll just be a few minutes. Imagine going to your daughter's performance it's a big deal everybody's dressed to the nines it's very public it's in one of the major opera houses in the city that you live in or perhaps the like where i grew up the only place to perform in uh, in the area you go in everybody's just looking great ball gowns and tuxes and it's about to begin and as you're working your way in from the lobby and reception area where everybody's having a beverage or two and sharing the excitement for the performance you're about to see. You're so proud of your daughter. And as you're walking up to the doors, security steps in front of you and says, we're sorry, you're not allowed to go in. And in fact, you have to leave the property immediately. A woman ran into this because facial recognition as part of the security system had identified her and then flagged her because of her alleged political beliefs not because she, not because of how she behaved not because she was talking about a cause with other people but because of something outside of the event that had nothing to do with how she was conducting herself at the event she was ejected from the building barred from seeing her daughter's performance now this was in the United States in 2022, 2023. You can look the, I can look the article up and don't have the date, have the citation. If you want to dig deeper in that, can give it to you. Imagine that. Now, is that the kind of environment that we want to create? 
you know, it, the centralized control of artificial intelligence tools and what's on the inside is a very, very big issue. The next is we're going to do four, four points today four, uh, for all four fingers. We're doing four points today. So that's the first of four points, which leads into point number two. You use an AI tool that you're really excited about. Take the show open that we just gave you. And the video portion of it that we showed was all AI generated. The voiceover was AI augmented. A year later, someone comes back and hits you with a lawsuit and a decease and desist order for the video because they claim that the AI company didn't have the right to the artistic content that was included in that particular video. Now, I'm not predicting that that is, it has anything to do with the actual video that we played at the beginning, all right? Understand, this is not gloom and doom. This is a, think about these considerations. What would you do in this scenario? The issue of who owns what with AI is very murky. It's not clear. Um, the Getty Foundation is currently suing one of the largest uh, AI creators for generating pictures because their database, their photo database, Getty Images is one of the biggest photograph providers in media. So their, their claim in court is, look, they trained this AI on our photos without our permission, without licensing those photos because it's being used for commercial purpose. They're reselling that capability and it's based on their core photo database, which is intellectual property that they own as part of Getty Images and in conjunction with the people that originally took those photos. This is going to be played out in the courts. There's going to be new legislation at some point that will, that will fine tune some of this. We'll see how this plays out, but that could put you in a position where someone used a piece of something else that is then contested. What do you do in that, in that situation? How would you respond to that? You need to plan and think about those types because those types of issues are going to be coming up. Microsoft just announced today, it hit the airwaves that uh, in 365, they're going to have AI support tools, Microsoft Office 365. They're embedding AI support tools. More on that in the future. But think about those, those types of considerations of who owns what now becomes very, very different. So you got centralized control can lead to uh, making decisions on criteria that have nothing to do with the task at hand or the situation at hand, the, the woman that got ejected from her, from her child's uh, performance. Second thing, uh, who owns what, you know, who has the rights to what pieces of information when they use it. So here's, here's number, here's number three. Number three is, and I want to take you back to, have you seen the movie? I robot. I grew up as a sci-fi fan. I loved reading Isaac Asimov, Robert Heinlein, really great. Many Frank, you know, Frank Pohl, Frederick Pohl, P-O-H-L. Just remember Pohl because it was easy. It was easy for me to remember as I was ripping through sci-fi books. That's why I got involved in technology. That turned into a great movie where in the opening scene, the op uh, not the opening scene, but one of the recurring themes is the lead character is angry at androids because an android saved his life instead of a child's life in a situation where there's a car accident and several cars were, were uh, pushed off of a bridge into the water into a river and the cars are sinking and an android calculates that saving him 
was a higher probability of survival than if he were attempt to save the girl. And if he went for the girl, he knew that he knew the adult man would certainly not survive. The girl still had a very low probability of surviving, even if he saved her. So could lose two people went for the more, the more, uh, went for the sure bet and grabbed him. And the whole, his whole theme was save the girl. A human being would know to save the girl. It's that type of decision-making. Are we outsourcing decisions that are by the rules, the letter of the law, but not in the spirit of the law? And can AI master that? If it does, who's training it to master that? Who's making sure that that human dis discernment is being built into the, is being built into the AI perspective on decision-making? For example, uh, Coopers PwC, announced today that they are partnering with an AI firm to stream to use the technology to streamline their legal services organization. Now this is if you're not familiar with PwC, they're a huge professional services organization that has tens of thousands of people working for them worldwide. So in their legal services division, there are thousands of people that work there. This will help free them to do more intense work. They say it's not going to be actually customer facing, it's going to be in you know processes inside. Do you want to be represented by an attorney who had their legal brief assembled based on artificial intelligence alone? What's the check and balance in that? What's the rule set that goes into that? Do you trust that? As a business leader, do you, do you know what types of considerations are being made, not made, what the rules are for something that you're putting in place in a critical process that can have very serious outcomes on people's lives? You know, I'm not saying physical harm, but can financially harm them, could emotionally harm them. Beware of that. So that's, that's number three. And here's the fourth one for today. You know, you, you, you take your, your sick mother or aunt in for care. She's not feeling well, you, you know, she's been having some struggles with different medical problems just at that age where, where she's really been having some hard times, but having great days as well. The holidays have been fantastic. So here we are in March, just as we're coming into spring out of winter, not feeling good, right? It could be, is, is, is that cancer that she had several years ago coming back? What is it? You take her in to the doctor's office and as you're filling out the mountains of paperwork that are always even on repeat businesses or visits always, you know, required as you're filling that out, you turn it into the nurse. You're both sitting, waiting to, to see how long it's going to be. And the reception nurse comes over and says, we're sorry, but we can't do anything to help you. You can't get care here or actually anywhere because you've been determined not eligible for care based on your current health, your prospect, you know, your prospective uh, life expectancy, the most likely outcome for any illness, especially if it's one of the ones that's suspected and the care is denied. This is a real world scenario right now where in one hospital system, and I'm not going to name names on this uh, because that's not the point. And I'm not trying to damage their reputation is while implementing AI, there's going to be a lot of things to sort out. And we go, look, there are irrational Run with me here for a second. There are irrational decisions that we make because it's the most human ethical decision. You know, people over money, 
There are times, there are times when we just can't do something because there's no way to financially make it happen in the world. It's too big of a hill to climb. There's other times where we say, you know what, we can do this and we will do this because it makes sense from a human empathy perspective. There was some in this, in a hospital system, there's some um, Medicare Advantage patients that are being denied care because the AI system that they put in place to determine who gets to facilitate who gets what type of care is flagging them and blocking care from being given. And they're looking at it going, okay, that, that issue is being addressed. The point that I want to make is, are you outsourcing rules-based decisions that will make a tough call that's inappropriate and that you never would have made? because of an irrational human empathy perspective that gets worked into the decision process that gets left out because the AI tool was not taught to do that or doesn't ha yet have the ability to do that. If you're a Star Trek fan, do you, have you seen the, the, uh, in Star Trek next generation, the next generation, I know I'm a Trekkie fan from way back. It was another one of the influences of getting involved in technology earlier in my career uh, when I was a kid, bear with me. There's a scene where the, where the android in The Next Generation played brilliantly by Brett Spinner. Mr. Spinner, thank you for that and the other work you've done. But he, the android gets an emotion shift because smart as the android was, did not have the ability to feel emotions because it took so much more computational power and was very, very difficult to control which leads to another implication with AI that we'll leave for another day. Are those emotions, the understanding of those emotions and how they play into ethical, proper decision-making in a human perspective being taught to the AIs? Do they have that ability to perceive that and work with that? Or is it just cold, hard logic or cold, hard, this is the best decision based on the facts and only the facts without being getting the color and the texture that the human emotional experience brings to life. So that's a fourth thing. Beware of how you delegate processes to new tools like that so that it's not making decisions that you would never make in a million years because it lacks the empathy for the people affected by those decisions. This is exciting times. Great stuff that's coming in the, in the tools. It is just looking at how do we use them correctly? What do we need to be aware of so that we're not blindsided down the road? And there will be things that we will not be able to foresee what you need to do as a leader, right? And, and let me not preach it at you for your consideration. Get as much information as you can now as a leader so that you can make the best decisions possible, have a little bit of foresight of what might be coming up in order to be able to coach your leadership team at your, at your business, right? in making better decisions and making more informed decisions in making empathetic, empathetic human decisions. And it'll be a bright future. You'll have powerful tools that'll help you scale your business that will help the people that you affect through your business prosper, which is really why we're entrepreneurs, isn't it? Hey, thanks for being part of Wolf's Watch. I'm Wolf. Thanks for being part of the conversation. We'll have part three, which will, whoop, part three. Yeah. Three fingers. That'll wrap up that, that will wrap up our series on the dark side. And again, not doom and gloom. It's just what do you need to consider? Because these are things that could go off the rails and cause you problems where you're up 
having more sleepless nights because something happened that you never would have wanted to have happen or drives your business off the rails because it exposed you to some downside liability. Again, thanks for being part of Wolf's Watch. I'm Wolf. If you didn't get a chance to answer, ask a question today, you're watching this on a replay, smash that like button, subscribe, and post your question in the comments because we watch those and I'll get you answers. If I don't know the answer, I guarantee I know someone that can give you get the answer for you and it'll blow you away because one thing I love doing is I surround myself with people that know a lot more and are very much experts in these fields that we touch on, right? As a leader, it's about communication. So this is to help you as uh, on your journey on leadership, provide something you can apply in your business. Thanks for being part of the conversation. I'm Wolf. This is Wolf's Watch. I look forward to seeing you on the trail.